Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Welcome back to Jack and Paney. Thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate specialist and the number one agent in the land or in the Apple Isle. David Flash Lithgow has joined us. Flash, welcome back, mate. How are you? How's things? What an exciting weekend, boys, we've got coming up. It's um, It's been a great week so far talking through with the local people and we've all been talking about it during the week. Everybody's talking about it. Um, so exciting. And they look to absolutely cracking games as well and... Last night's ins and outs probably changed a couple of things for me. Um, can't wait. Very exciting. Well, Flash, of course, we've got two games. Two, can you believe that we're talking about two AFL finals being played in Tasmania? We, we have been blessed with football this year. We've starved of it last year. But two AFL finals and, of course, your Sydney Swans will be playing the Giants on Saturday, mate. How excited are you? Uh, I'm terribly excited, but I am a little concerned, Nervous. Tim. Well, I, I, I was sort of hoping that one of Mills or Kennedy would come up. Of course, Kennedy nicked his hammy a couple of weeks ago, had last week off. The hope was that it was very, very minor and he could come up. Well, he hasn't come up, as we know. And Callum Mills, with that lingering, lingering Achilles issue, mm. um, he was sub last week, but I'm listening to John Longmire early in the week. I, I guess the feeling was that he put up really well, and I thought perhaps they was more precautionary pulling him off for Fox to go on on the weekend, but they're both out. So we know how good the Giants' midfield is, and Tim, they have had a sensational month themselves. They have. They've been red hot the last month. I'm I'm worried for you, David. I'm not going to lie. So I'm talking about Callum Mills last week. When I watched him run at that half-time yeah. break, it looked like his season was done there and then, didn't it? It did. They're going through the ins and outs, of course. Chad Warner's come in, so that's a good thing for the Swans. He's a young star. He's a bull. He will need some of that midfield, I guess, class that you've lost. Bill gets his opportunity again. Um, Mills is out, as mentioned. Campbell's out, as well as Fox, who is the sub. He may be the sub again, but, of course, Campbell, perhaps, with that spark, could fill that role as well. Um, for the Giants, Reed in green, in which is huge. And I must say, I didn't see that coming. Mumford in, of course. What a duel that will be with him and Hickey. Hickey being a re revelation this year. Out for the Giants is Kenny Briggs, Brune and O'Halloran. Um, the ruck duel, Jack, is one I can't wait for. Hickey and Mumford in particular. Tom Hickey's taken massive steps forward this year. I huge. was really, well, he played really well against us in about sort of round five or six um, he's just been well. He's been a bit of a journeyman, but now he's playing good footy, and he fits the way the Swans play. I want to take you to the forward line, Flash Lance Buddy Franklin. Uh, he sits eight goals away from one thousand goals. He's famously kicked a lot of goals at York Park. Do you think he could kick eight and get to a thousand in this final? And if he does, they win surely. It'll be one we talk about in thirty years' time. Hutto's call that time of the thirteen. Well, eight's nothing in comparison to thirteen. Look. He kicked six last week. He missed the week before, had a rest. I wanted him to have a rest a couple of weeks ago, but he did look a bit light on his toes last week. Can he kick a bag of eight? Well, of course he can. Is it likely? Probably not. But it really, you go into a game like this, a, a cutthroat elimination, this is this is Lance Franklin, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. I mean, he could do 
he could do anything. I, I just, I'm just really concerned about that midfield dominance, and I wonder if that's internally the Swans' biggest issue for this weekend as well. Do you think Sam Reid may have been brought in to, to play a role on, say, Luke Parker? Because, as you mentioned, Swans are a little bit thinner than they'd like to be through that midfield, and Reid's an interesting inclusion. He's, he's been a tagger in the past and played on those sort of types of plays. He plays on Kane Lambert a little bit when he plays against the Tigers. Is he the one to, to come in and and, and um, the, the Giants are looking at to lock down Parker? If we, we can lock down Parker, we're really stopping the Swans' midfield? And that's the problem, isn't it, when you don't have those other two star midfields. Mills has become that this year, and Kennedy's been like that for the best part of 13 or 14 years. Parker's going to have a big job. He just keeps getting the job read. Like he misses time during the season. Um, he's done this the last four or five years. I think he's been a rookie three times, and he keeps coming back in. They put him on the big jobs in September, don't they? All right, boys. Tips, what are we thinking? I'm, I'm going to go. I think the Giants will win. They're playing good footy, but I like the winner of this game to go deep. So in the finals, I'm going to tip the Giants by 15 points. Flash, who are you? I'm going the Giants as well, Jack. Sorry, Flash. Giants by 17 points. I may have my cheerleader hat on because I actually nearly have changed my mind. But I'm going the Swans by five, Lance with six, and he'll look to kick a couple maybe in Hobart next weekend. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be good. Let's head to Sunday uh, and Paney's Mob, the uh, Essendon Football Club, will be taking on the Western Bulldogs. And they've recently played uh, these two teams in the last month. And, of course, Essendon did a bit of a number on the Bulldogs there. And the Bulldogs coming in off three losses. Um, what do we see here, Flash and Paney? What are your thoughts? Uh, Caldwell's the the big one straight away. I mean, he he looked he looked electric early. When year. was his last game? I, look, I want to say I want to say round four. You've caught me without looking, but it was very early on. He had a wonderful first month. Yeah. Um, Gleeson as well. Phillips was the interesting one, Jack. They brought in the second ruckman, um, and we know, of course, with the dogs as Gardner Scott West have come in. Now we've got a, that is the squads at this stage. That may change, but. No Steph Martin. So I, I'm really bullish on Draper's role mm. this weekend. You know, 22 years of age. It, he's big, he's hard, and I think he can run around. And, of course, the problem is English. You've got to take him out of that forward line. Who's going to kick the goals for the dogs? And English is going to have to ruck most of the game. That, that's a really interesting little subplot in that game. It is. It's an interesting selection. I, I like Sam Draper. I think he's probably been the catalyst, uh, along with Darcy Parrish in this well, I suppose the resurgence of the Essendon Football Club and the way they've they've really charged into finals and won some games and won some games well. Um, I'm, I'm interested to get your take on Marcus Bontempelli. He's probably been a little bit of a uh, well, I say victim, but he's probably been hampered in terms of where he's being played due to the fact that um, we've had the, the Bulldogs have obviously had the injury to Josh Bruce. Um, they haven't had Stephen Martin there to play in the ruck, so they've been playing Tim English a little bit around the ground, and Bontempelli's had to push forward. Hasn't had his usual output over the last month, Flash. Where would you play him? Where would you stick him? Captain well, they've front. named Young as the first ruck, and I think straight away that's not going to be right. So English is English will start in the ruck. I feel like he's got to kick some goals this week. I mean, where are the goals going to come from? And that's the big question mark with the Dogs. Their last month has been quiet. It's not just Bont and Pelly. Smith has been down. Um, you know, we know Trelaw and Dunkley miss so much footy. I feel like Dunkley should be better again for the run last weekend. But I look, I don't know. I'm super bullish on the Bombers. I can't believe I'm saying that. How many days, Jack? What is it since their last finals win? Well over 6,231. 6, I don't know. This is a guess. What is it? It's over 6,200. You've got the numbers. 6,202, we think. So will we All wake up Tim Payne? You, Essendon, I'm going to say Essendon cheerleader. I've got to be 
privately the last few years, you've been seething mm-hmm. about your Bombers. Um, what's changed and why can they um, win? Well, I think we're going to win because we're just playing better footy at the moment. I think if you look at the form of both sides, we're going in with some confidence the Bulldogs aren't. What's changed? I think the coaching structure, the buy-in to the team plan, um, perhaps the confusion of having two coaches trying to run the show last year, but you can see that Truck Rutten's having and Blake Carousella are having a real effect on the playing group. They've bought in. Um, and, yeah, I'm very bullish. I think we're looking the goods. I can't wait to get up there on Sunday. I am saying Essendon by 32 points. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to go Essendon by 20. And I've got a massive, massive watch on Jake Stringer and Peter Wright up forward. They get some juicy matchups in my eyes. And I think two-metre Peter could have a day out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I've got the uh, got, got Essendon winning. What about you, Flash? You kicked a bag against them last time, of course, as well. I've got, I've got the Bombers by 21 points. So... Golly, we're all in on the on the red and black. Um, Quick word for the other two games, yep, boys. Give us the other two. Port- we don't really care about them as much, Flash, because they're not being played in Tasmania. Well, I don't know why no. they're not being played there, but give us give us a quick ins and outs of the other two games. Yeah, in for Port is Fantasia. In for Geelong is Duncan. The outs is Georgiatis and Mays for Port Adelaide. I did that around the wrong way, didn't I? And Holmes and Higgins not in the team tonight. I wonder whether he'll be subbing in. I guess it... Probably comes to you, down to David, a fitness thing, doesn't it? I put it to you that Chris Scott is the master, the master of the laid-in. The laid-out is always <laughs> a little... <laughs> Sean Higgins will st- will play. Put it, put put your absolute... Oh, don't like put it. your house on it, but he will. I reckon he will be playing... Another uh, diary starting there, please. Starting yep. on the ground. Okay. Put that one, uh, put that one, and we can talk about it next week. And the... Uh, Oh, of course, Tom Hawkins' three-hundredth game, which is a fantastic achievement. Three. What a good games. year he's had too. Massive, massive year. Uh, talk about the D's and the Lions. A big in for the D for the Lions. Sorry, Tassie boy Mitch Robinson makes his way back. And Harrison Andrews as well, which is equally as important. He hasn't had quite the year perhaps he did last year, but such a key pillar defensively. Uh, this is a fascinating game. Lions have found their mojo. I think the Demons are favourite to win the premiership as we stand, and I think they'll get the job done. By twenty-three points. Well, there you go. I've got the I've got the port I've got Port to win, and I think the Demons will win. What about you, Payne? In those two, I'm games? going with the Cats. Can't stand Port Adelaide. We'll never tip them. And I'm going for the Brisbane Lions in a ball over. I'm sti- sticking with our Tasmanian man, Fags. I think he'll get them over the line. Do we get a game next weekend or not? Yes uh, or no, Jack? Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. I think results I do are going to but I think we are going to have a semi-final, which is big for footy. Flash. What else is on the uh, agenda for Tasmanian sport at the moment? Oh, I'm very fascinated in the earlier conversations around David Teague, the test captain, <laughs> certainly going from the, the long run. Uh, I found it fascinating, probably quite justifiable, Tim. Um, what did you see with the Jack? It's an interesting situation. Is it Carlton? Let's go through the coaches with Teague now and Bolton and Malthouse and Ratton and all of them at different times criticised in many different ways. Two things. I think Brendan Bolton's legacy looks better by the day, but... What do you mean Gosh, by that, been a mess. What do you mean by that? Well, I think we touched on it last week or the week before, and I remember at the start of this year when I mean, the Teague train, in absolute fairness, has been all aboard for a couple of years, hasn't it? There's a real bullish nature about everything that's happened with David, and I guess that's on the back of that young list, Jack, that's been looking promising and that Brendan Bolton left two years ago. And, of course, the conversation earlier year with David King was the defensive aspect, sure, he got that going, but you forgot to attack. Well, I look at their team now, Tim and Jack, and they, they, they need to defend again. And then the conversation with that was that it's easy to defend and harder to attack. Well, I'm not sure about that. And in terms of the club itself, goodness me, haven't they handled this just appallingly? 
Well, they have. There's no doubt about that. We did touch on that earlier. I think that's where it stems from. I think this is a deeper issue than David T. or Brendan Bolt. 100%. This is, this is cultural. It's systematic. Um, I think I heard someone say that, that earlier in the week the fish rots at the head, and I think Colton's a fine example of that at the moment. There needs to be wholesale changes to that club before they move forward. And is it, Jack, just a simple two? With, we know the financial... Um, power there over many years, going back to the 70s and the 80s. I mean, do they still have too much power, perhaps? I don't know. I, I think the one thing I can say is that, that they've got the talent there. So for the next person that does come in to coach Carlton, they've, you, you've only got to look at this year's All-Australian side. You've got a key forward there, or All-Australian 40, sorry. You've got, a, you've got the common medalist, you've got a key back. They're two really important pillars there. They've got plenty of good midfielders. Sam Walsh, obviously... Um, he's the captain of the under-22 All-Australian side. So, like, you, you look at those players there, the pieces of the puzzle are there. They just need the person to, to that can put the puzzle together. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a bit more bullish on where they're at as a side. I reckon they've just got to get it right. They've got to find the one thing that connects their group together um, and probably connects their off-field and their on-field, and, and, and they could be going... They're going to be going pretty good. The one thing I did see on our rundown here, it said the Carlton situation. Uh, is that the, is that what we're speaking about here, or is there another Carlton situation that's there is another the big situation? Ah, Jack. yes. You, you've touched on an exciting role at Carlton Footy Club head coach. I tell you another exciting role, which is the All Tasmanian AFL player best twenty-two that was picked this week by our friends at so the current uh, players. Current in, players playing yep. in the AFL picked by our, one of our mm. favourite Twitter handles, the, yep. the Tasmanian AFL team, who we are huge fans of. Had a of, big year. Huge fans of on this show. Came across my desk though that our esteemed colleague Jack has been overlooked for well, the for captaincy the oh, for, for Colton's Liam Jones. I nearly fell off my chair. I'm not going to lie to you. I nearly fell off my chair. I was eating <laughs> breakfast with Charlie Payne at home. The tweet came up, and as I said, we're big fans of them. They give us a lot of uh, a lot of ammunition, but I think they've missed the mark there by my unless Liam da- Liam's dad is running that twiddle handle, I don't know what's happened. A couple of things. Liam's had a sensational year, by the way, but um, I would find it very hard to believe that Jack yourself doesn't believe you are absolutely the right man for that job, and you want to be the skipper. <laughs> and don't pretend on radio. I know we're national radio going around the world now that you wouldn't. <laughs> Turn it up, boys. Turn it up. There's. <laughs> <laughs> Quite happy. I've, I've played the role of vice captain for a while now, and and I am very well, happy to play second fiddle for, for. Maybe they're using you as a mentor. That could have been the angle. What do you you, you mentor Liam into the role? <laughs> okay, okay, rightio. Well, that's well. When when this when the team does come around, and if I'm still playing in five years' time, and hopefully the team does come, I'll. I'll take the vice-captaincy role. By the way, I, I watching that team roll out yesterday, the 22 and unders team as well, how the dickens was Tarrant Thomas not in that team? Oh, it didn't make it. Are you serious? Who picked it? Oh, it's... He's had we'll a great show next week. He's had a great year, Tarrant Thomas. Um, yep. I've said, yep, absolutely. And he stood up, you know, I remember the game early in the year against Christian Petrarca and he went head-to-head with him and he didn't destroy Petrarca by any stretch of the imagination, but... I thought he got his number, and physically this year is where he's gone to another level. And the thing with him is, I think going forward, he's going to take hangers. He's got that part of his game there, and I've found that absolutely staggering. Flash, the timeline set for the Tassie team. The can has been kicked down the road, but it has found a curb, and we now know that we're going to find out when the... uh, or when the presidents will vote, which is early 2022. What have you made of that? It's very exciting, and, and I'm all positive for it. Tim and I talked earlier in the week about it, and you've got the same feeling with it. it. 
I think Peter Gutman's done a tremendous job on behalf of the Tasmanian people and he's he's had a goal. We've talked about this for a number of weeks and since we got him on the first show, he has been focused on it, fixated on it and he's really been staunch. He's been strong with COVID in terms of leaving the other clubs out of North Melbourne, not letting them in last year at certain times. Well, on the back of that, we know about this weekend, of course, the momentum you can build off that. Terribly exciting and... I guess in terms of the program, the VFL program, et cetera, et cetera, that's going to take shape from from next year onwards. And it's very exciting. And again, it's all about now for Tasmanian kids, giving them the opportunity to, to play footy, the boys and girls, something to strive for. And I feel like without question that we're, we're looking absolutely on track now. Now, Jack, did you and um, Peter have the same media PR this week, by the way? Because I don't know if you're aware, you basically quoted each other. You nearly had the exact same thing. Have you heard Peter going in Parliament talking about giving Tasmanian kids a vision and a dream of being able to see? And then next night, Jack was same thing. I thought that maybe you'd been sharing the same PR, but um, as well, David said, the Premier's been the fantastic. PR for the Premier, maybe it's um, maybe he's, he's, he's taken it from you. Very, very smart man. Very, very smart man. One area I want to focus on, Flash, is the Hurricanes. At BBL is uh, we're on the eve of the BBL. We're not far away, and we have been teasing this for a little bit uh, and news has dropped today that James Faulkner the catfish James Faulkner will not uh, will not be playing for the Hurricanes this year it's pretty disappointing you yeah, made official by the coach Adam Griffith yesterday um, it, it is disappointing and certainly as far as the negotiations to go we're not privy to that as well but look he, he's he's got so much to offer still in cricket and i think that's where the question lies is how much cricket has james got we've seen the injuries the last couple of years but we've also seen some terrific cricket and i think you know a disappointment shared by us all i, I must confess i am interested in young josh can though the, yep. the, what can you tell us about this hard-hitting all-rounder he sounds really exciting he is exciting he's a he's a big boy um I'd say Jimmy's more now your bowling all-rounder. I yep. think Josh is more a batting all-rounder. If you've seen a young Mitch Owen, who, who's around the Tasmanian squad and played a game for the Hobart Hurricanes last year, he's more in that vein. He's, yes. a, he's probably a 6-7, gives it a whack, um, and can come on and bowl through the middle. Um, I'd say his batting's probably more ready to go than his bowling at this stage. But, um, yeah, he's an exciting signing. I was up in Darwin with him a couple of weeks ago. He gives it a whack. He plays spin well. What's his, um, where's his area? Down the ground, or is he...? We can hit him miles. Yep. 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 He, yep. He's a bit one. He goes to mid-wicket against the Quicks. Yeah, uh, but he, he, for a young player, played the spinners very well. Hits at miles. And, of um, course, Jack Sandeep, Lamachane, signed on as well, the leg in. He, it, look, he's terribly excited. It's great to see the Nepalese cricketer um, back in the Hurricanes colour. It's a big year. It's um, Obviously, I think it's Adam Griffith's last year in terms of his contract. So, pressure's on everybody. There's been some disappointing times and with the Hurricanes. But I do think they've got a list that can absolutely contend still. Um, we've, we've been really pushing agendas here on this radio show and we've been very lucky to, um, to have some great guests on board and we've, we've obviously, Flash, you put the Giants-Swans uh, game on the agenda last week. W- one thing I'd like to chuck on the agenda and get your thoughts on both of you and certainly yours, Tim, uh, current, uh, cli- the current climate of, of Af- Afghanistan and the political situation that's happening over there, um, Sees the is there any doubt that the test between um, Afghanistan and Australia will go ahead in 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 Belrive? Is that uh, still on the radar, Pena? Have you heard anything 
contrary to, to that? No, I haven't heard anything. Um, but you would imagine that there's got to be some doubt. Um, watching what's going on, obviously, in that part of the world is, is terrible. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. I think that'll be something that'll probably come up with the ICC at some stage. Um, whether or not they'll be sort of still sanctioned to play international cricket, who, who knows with, with what's happening. But, um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing. We obviously, I would love to play a home test, but that's maybe where we can push um, now with what's going on in the other states as well. If, if it doesn't come along and Afghanistan can't make it out here, then um, I think we've become a genuine option for, for one of the Ashes test, test matches, which would be... Um, would be huge. Well, we obviously haven't got the figures today from New South Wales, but yesterday over a thousand people with yeah. COVID, which is dreadful in itself, and certainly something we're not going to make light of. But surely that pushes the angle going forward. Okay, if there's no test here, well, come to the sporting capital of the world. Why not? If you're going to not play the Sydney test, why wouldn't Bill Reid become the logical option? Um, it's COVID-free at this stage. Touch wood. We certainly hope that continues. Uh, you've got the test captain involved here. And you know what doesn't get talked about enough? It's a darn good cricket wicket, you know. And I reckon as well, done correctly for five days. And the concern was sometimes last year it was a bit flat on day four at times, wasn't it? But you'll get that right in a five-day test. And it's on the agenda. Absolutely, Jack. Well, one of the things that we've seen, well, we've become used to now in the Australian sporting landscape is uh games of sport going in front of no crowds how disappointing would it be for the for the pink test uh, and the Jay McGrath Foundation to not have a crowd at, at that game and just I mean the scenes that you see from the crowd dressing up obviously commentators dress up it would be a really it would be really disappointing if it was played in front of no crowd and I, I think the people of Tasmania would get yep. right behind that and oh absolutely so fa- there'd be some fantastic scenes at Bell Oval if that was to come true yeah, absolutely. And and let's be honest, like no one wants to be playing any sport, footy, cricket, basketball without crowds. That that's the first. But when Tasmania sits here as an option and it is avoidable that we do, we can play a huge test match with a big crowd in front of um in in front of a big live audience in Tasmania instead of playing in front of an empty stadium, it, it's gotta make sense. I know there's obviously money involved with the broadcasters and um and different things like that, but I think when it's avoidable and you've got an option to play Test cricket or AFL football in crowds like the AFL are doing this week, I think you take the opportunity to do it. I think so. And the other thing with that is, of course, look at the WBBL. It starts in October, November. Most of the games situated uh, in Sydney. I spoke to a Cricket Taz official yesterday. Already several games here in Tasmania, October, November, looking to get some more as well. So the flow and effects for all the sports. And look, Tasmania, it's so exciting for this weekend. We've already talked about it. But Golly, I mean, what an, what an opportunity. Um, Flash, the, the, I've been watching closely the Instagram page of the Jack Jumpers and the players are slowly rolling in. They've all been getting Mazdas, I can see as well. So, yeah, it's just going down to Hobart Mazda and jumping in one and driving out. So they're obviously a proud partner of the Jack Jumpers there. But Flash, what can you tell us on the Jack Jumpers uh, front? I know the uh, start date's been pushed back. It has, and hubs again. So we're talking about the Sydney Kings, potentially the Illawarra Hawks um, coming down here for a short period of time at the start of the season. So, again, what an opportunity to really get some more local professional sport. I tell you what, the good news is with our program here, um, we're going to have a lot to talk about over the next few months. It's very exciting, but obviously the list is done. In terms of competitiveness, it's really hard to say. Um, looking forward to the contest. I can't wait to get there. And this is, again, back to the AFL thing. 
They've already missed the boat here. And the Hurricanes, you know, are going well. The Jack Jumpers are just waiting there to pounce and take a lot of this focus from the kids. And I look, this is this is more the reason that the AFL have had to get the whips cracking as far as I'm concerned. Yep. Do we, is it likely the My State Arena will be open for that? Uh, if they were to... The potential's there, absolutely. Yeah. The potential's there, and they've already had sort of brief talks um, with the Hawks, with the Kings, and what we're seeing over there is dreadful, and you can't, that's not going to bring those numbers down for a period of time. So potentially, cross fingers for us, a bonanza of sport over the next few months. Flash, I've got a question in regards to the Jack Jumpers. Do they have a number one ticket holder yet, or is that position still vacant? Well, I'd be shocked if both of you two haven't already sent an application. <laughs> I mean, the... The egos that I'm surrounded with here are very significant. Be well, very clear about that. You're a very good crystal, so, crystal baller. Let's put it this way. It won't be me if there's any of us in this little room. Who, who, who do you reckon will be the number one ticket holder? Will it be the Premier or will the Australian Test cricket captain trump him? Well, he's one from one from mid-court mm. um, of recent years down there. So, um, look, you tell me. Is that some, a job you're looking for? Oh, I mean, you've got a pretty I don't know. We'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I'm sure it'll all come out in good time when they've made their yeah, decisions. Some, they've got a list to get together first and get their players down, and then we'll, we'll take care of that. Have a look at his face. There's something happening there. <laughs> yeah, well, AFL finals are being played in Tasmania this week, but, of course, the TSL finals are being played as well. Uh, we've got North Launceston versus Launceston. I assume that game may have been shifted from York Park. Flash, is that correct? It has, yeah. So that's slipped out the road to Windsor Park. And isn't that what a great rivalry it is? It's great for northern Tasmanian people to see that on again. Launceston just appear a little bit better, don't they? What we've seen from North Lonnie this year is the usual consistent footy. And they, they replace so many players at the start of the season. They've got a lot of youth. And I guess... Finals footy can really bring some excitement and surprises, but I think Launceston will win quite comfortably. And then Clarence and Kingborough is an interesting one. Isn't Clarence's form, we talked about this last week, for the last five weeks has been sensational. But they've both beaten each other um, through the year. That's a really interesting game of footy. We played out the back here at Blunston Oval, of course. Yep, I'm with you on the first one. I think Launceston will win that comfortably. And I, I tend to agree with Damien Gill, the AFL TAS CEO, who came on early that Clarence's best footy is probably the second best team and closest to beating so. Launceston. I think so, so. I'm going to go Launceston by 40 points at home. And wow. I'm going to go Clarence by six goals against Kingborough. Yeah, I had 38 points. So I was pretty close with you and... I've got Clarence spanking the Tigers by 53 points. I loved their last month. And and again, on the back of Webberly resigning, um, and obviously an amicable thing, but yep. gosh, he's left the list in good hands, hasn't he? They look on the up. They are. They've got some good young talent. They've got Colin Garland back playing some good footy as yep. well, and obviously a player he's of his talent He's still a good player, by the way. Yeah. I saw enough of that last week. He's Yeah, he's a bit better than most. He can win him a final off his own boot. I agree. Well, Flash, thank you for joining us again, mate. We really do appreciate your time here, and uh, well, best of luck to your Swannies boys. Uh, you are you're it's you're exciting. you're they've got a big presence down here, at the Sydney Swans, and you'll be there cheerleading, no doubt. Well, cool. you said to me before, I think the Giants' uh, defence will be too good, so you've dismissed Heaney, Papley, Franklin, and or Will Hayward, who hasn't missed a goal for the last six or eight. Well, that's a terrific game of footy, as we talked about, and I can't wait for it. Well, fair, well, keep your keep your eyes open on on Fox Footy. Buddy a thousand, uh, buddy a thousand. If if he does kick it, Flash will be the first bloke out there hugging him in his song after the game. <laughs> Thank you, Flash, for joining us again, mate. Good to see Good you guys. Well, Payne, that's it. That's another uh, another episode in the can, mate. Um, been a bloody good episode too.
Yeah, it was. Flashler's down a little bit late, but apart from that, I think there's been some improvement over the uh, over the course, Jack, so it's been good fun. Well, best of luck to your Bombers, mate. Go up there, enjoy those two beers. Um, cheer hard. Cheer hard. I, know, I don't know anyone, anyone will be cheering harder than Flash in the game on Saturday, but you'll be cheering hard Sunday, and we'll be back here right on SEN Hobart next Friday at 7 a.m.